It is always so exciting when you're starting off on a new program with a new horse and even more so maybe when it's an OTTB from the track. But did you know that there's a couple of things if you sort out at the beginning, oh, it can save you so much time and effort later on down the road. Oh. That's what we're going to chat about today. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, just like yourself, helping you have better conversations with your horse. And this particular episode is all about, as I mentioned, OTTBs. However, I do feel that this could really and truly be used for any horse, the advice I'm going to give you here um, and what we're going to talk about. But um, we've been kind of focusing a lot on OTTBs the past few weeks um, over inside one of the Facebook groups which you can join over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash group we've been chatting all things OTTB and I kind of wanted to keep the conversation going with this little kind of a basic list a run through of things that you should really and truly look at sorting out before you get into the nuts and bolts of it because I can tell you now if you get into the nuts and bolts of it and then you figure out a little bit down the line oh sugar oh sugar that wasn't looked at and uh, it ends up holding the whole things back well that can be a little frustrating and we really and truly don't want that to happen now what i've done is i've put together actually a little bit of a checklist for you and not only a checklist also a healthcare journal that you can download and you can use with your horse and you can find out more about that at the end of the podcast it's free i'll tell you how to get your hands on it at the end of the podcast but let's just go on with what i want to talk about today and the first thing is is that very often when we we encounter or when we meet our OTTB they've come from the track and it a lot of riders assume that horses and thoroughbreds retired racehorses in this case need downtime they need to learn to be a horse again well I can tell you now your horse never forgot how to be a horse he's always been a horse he's a horse as a horse as a horse however what he does need to do is adjust from being a very pampered horse to well just civilian life isn't it and he has to try and make that transition across but um, I just feel it's really really important that you recognize the fact that not all thoroughbreds need to have time off before they dive into their reschooling or their retraining or as we put it earlier to civilian life and some actually go quite well and, and they actually do better if they go straight from one into the other now there is, of course, an adjustment period. We're going to chat about that just now. Um, but it is important to recognize that not all horses need downtime. Now, I say not all, but you do have the few that do. And it depends. I really feel that it depends on how the horse... Um, I suppose tolerated or got on at the track and um, did the horse enjoy it did he enjoy the high stress situation or the high pressure situation or was he a little bit falling to pieces and um, you know not all racehorses were made to be racehorses and um, it's just important to kind of recognize the signs if, if your horse maybe is struggling a little bit or if your horse does need time off and of course obviously what we're going to talk about next would also play into that and that is the feed and condition so you have to assess a your horse's condition and be feed wise how you're going to move forward or what you're going to do moving forward into your horse's program so sometimes horses come off the track and they are extremely lean now lean is different to thin okay when a horse is very fit they don't have a lot of body fat but they do have a lot of muscle okay and that's what lean is in my opinion now thin is where 
well, there's not a lot of body fat and there's not a lot of muscle. And uh, you've just got a skinny malingi on your hands. Um, so it's really important to start assessing the horse's condition. And I feel horse's condition, but also horse's um, kind of state of mind, if you want. Not that your horse is going to be bonkers. That's not what we're saying at all. But um, if your horse is quite hot or maybe anxious, whatever the case is, you may have to look at um, different types of feed. So maybe you have to look at maybe putting weight on the horse, but in a non-heating sort of way or perhaps you just have one of those really cool calm collected characters and that it doesn't really matter so just important that you assess that and I feel that um, going forward with your horse and again just circling this back around to the downtime um, you can if you're looking at your horse's condition it may actually decide you one way or the other whether the horse needs downtime or not I do not agree with working skinny millennies okay so just kind of assess that and see where you can go from there okay the next thing I want um, you to kind of have a good look at before you actually get into a schooling program would be tack okay now um I feel that a big assumption a lot of people make when it comes to OTTBs is that because they have been ridden um, well, they're fully trained and they're ready to go. And this very often is not the case. Um, and I feel that your tack and each new piece of tack that you're going to put on, it needs to be approached from the point of view that perhaps your horse has never seen or experienced that before. Okay. Now, I also want you to consider that I think very often we become a little bit stuck in our ways when it comes to tack. And I think everybody's a little bit guilty of this. We kind of find something that works or a combination of things that work and we tend to almost fall into a little bit of a rut. And then we expect our horses to align to whatever it is that we find works as opposed to actually tweaking what we're putting on the horse to suit the horse okay and tack is a big thing that we do this with okay now also want you to pay attention to the fact that what fits your horse now and this is particularly if he's coming off the track and he is a lean mean running machine (laughs) Okay, he's not mean. Um, He's lovely. But if he's coming off the track and he's fairly fit, okay, um, the tack as it fits him kind of in those initial couple of weeks, that's not going to stay like that. Um, And obviously your horse is going to change shape. And this also plays into the fact that even though he may be fit now, very fit, He probably is not developed physically in how you would like him to be developed. And I suppose in developed in a way that makes him strong for what you want him for going forward. I'm going to make a big assumption here that you're not going racing. Okay, so it's a little bit different, isn't it? But anyway, as your horse begins to change shape, and he will, and what you'll find is probably every month you need to reassess this. And I would also say reassess not only the fit of the tack, but also what tack is being used. And this is particularly pertaining to nosebands, um, bits, and martingales or breastplates. Um, and just kind of looking at, okay, it, it, do I still need to have this or do I need to maybe use a different type? Is this still working the way I wanted it to work? Or has this done its job, but now I need something else to just continue on the conversation as myself and my horse and as our kind of our relationship is evolving? And what is going to be best for us? What is going to make us feel most supported? And then changing things out when necessary. It is so common to 
get your horse off the track, put something on him and it fits and you think, well, looky that, it all fits. And then we continue on and 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 on. Meanwhile, the horse has gone through how many different evolutions of himself and we're still using the same thing and then we're complaining that something's not working. Your horse is changing, you're changing, okay? So just important that you keep that in mind and that this is a constant reassessment, just like the food and the condition is a constant assessment with horses. You're all the time tweaking, you're all the time looking, you're all the time changing, you're all the time saying, ooh, maybe I need to up that, ooh, maybe I need to bring that down, whatever the case is, your tack is going to be the same. It's not a one-size-fits-all, um, and even for each horse, it is not a one-time done deal. It is going to constantly change, so that's really important, okay? The final thing that I would just want to leave you with, with regards to kind of looking at your horse before you start off on a program with him, is not to assume anything. Now, again, I'm going to bring this back to the fact that very often when we begin with our OTTBs or our retired racehorses, we tend to think that, well, somebody's ridden him before, but sure, he's been ridden every day. Sure, he's great. He's, he's ready to go. Oh, he has been. But a lot of the times, and now this is not always, but a lot of the times, I would say not a huge amount of attention would have been paid to the basic training that was going on with your horse, okay? And I also want you to just kind of consider that what was allowed or what was even encouraged, little things, okay, um, at the track is maybe going to be a little bit different or even the exact opposite to what you're going to allow or what you're going to want to encourage when you get your horse home and you're now looking at him from the point of view of hey buddy you're my new pleasure horse or we're going on a completely different career together we're going off maybe doing horse trials or dressage or jumping whatever it is we're going to do trail rides doesn't matter and I do believe thoroughbreds are so versatile they can turn their hoof to almost anything um so uh, by doing all this and looking at all these things um you can then just kind of realize that your horse may need to learn all what you would have considered the basics either over again or learn them differently or be actually introduced to them for the very first time okay don't assume anything and I think that when we're, we're kind of creating a plan for our thoroughbreds going forward our retired racehorses we tend to not incorporate this we don't give ourselves wiggle room and you really need wiggle room with an OTTV okay um, anybody who's ridden one that comes straight from the track will understand exactly what i'm saying they are they're almost masters of wiggling okay um so yes wiggle room is very important but seriously you do need to give yourself a little bit of space um when you're creating the plan or the initial can we say re-schooling that you're going to be going into and that's what where i would suggest you go with this um you want to give yourself a, a loose plan but loose is key you want to be able to move it around to suit both you and your horse so that you're going to actually get the best results and of course of course treat your horse as an individual he is an individual and realize that maybe what worked for the past 10 horses may not work exactly for this one he's different okay so just keep that in mind as well okay i mentioned that very handy dandy nifty little checklist that i created for you you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash ottb and you can pick it up there it's absolutely free um, and as i said it's got a checklist for kind of before you get into it but i would say you could use it at any point and um, but also then it has a little healthcare schedule for you as well there it's all free 
and again you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash ottb nice and simple okay i'm going to leave at that have a great week keep well and i'll chat to you soon be good bye